Okay. Um, welcome to my podcast. Hack82 is my channel. Yes. I'm yes. happy to have you here. Um, this is great. I Thank can you so ask much. you a few questions. Yeah. Um, this is Steve Bello. And I just happened to run into his uh, page on Twitter, on Facebook. Um, then I, I just checked out his music. It was really cool, really great stuff. Thank you. So I asked him to come on you know, my show. I asked him a few questions. So, And um, you're a guitarist who is based out of New Jersey, if I'm yeah. not mistaken. But yeah. that aside, which is totally cool because now I've had time to check out a lot of instrumentalists from New Jersey, really well-known guys. Um, I'm seeing a show this weekend, Anthrax, Exodus, and Black Label Society. Nice, nice. I'm totally looking forward to it. I love those guys. Um, happened to notice your name, which I, I thought for a moment he was related to the bass player, Frank Bell. <laughs> I get that all my life, so it's cool, you know. <laughs> I'm sure he, I don't know if he gets it, like, I don't know. I get it, though. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, hey, if I meet him, um, he'll hear about you, so I'm going to tell him. <laughs> yeah. But, um, <laughs> and that guy sure has a story, but they're also from New Jersey, so, um, so this is cool. Um, but, yeah, I mean... Uh, first of all, I'm going to get back to how much we like heavy metal later. <laughs> but, um, Absolutely. And you, you play actually a seven string guitar. Yes, I do. Yes, I do. Can you tell me about that instrument? That has a, it has a different sound. And it's a very interesting, okay. beautiful musical sound. Oh, wow. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I, I first heard of Seven String because of Steve Vai back in the 80s when he joined Whitesnake. And of course, being a Vai fan, I had to check this guitar out, of course. I was already an Ibanez fan. And I played it and I love the sound of the low B with a lot of distortion. Obviously, it sounds really cool, very Black Sabbath. And I thought, ah, I'm just not good enough for one. You got to be Steve Vai to play this thing. So I never oh, touched it. Okay. And then I would hear bands like Dream Theater and then I heard the band Corn, And uh -huh. for some reason, I thought, you know, I like what they're doing. You know, they're not playing any solos. They're just doing really cool sounds. I think I could do that. Yeah. But I kept oh, wow. telling myself, nah, I'm just not ready for one. I'm not ready for one. I, I kept holding off. And no joke, uh, when my daughter was born in May of 99, uh -huh. a month later, I was working at this music store. Uh, this girl came in with her mother with a gig bag and she says do you buy back guitars and we said yeah it depends and she pulls out this black ibanez seven string and it was beat to hell no strings on really? it. it looked like somebody looked like somebody ran over it mm -hmm. so, so my boss said well we can't take this in it looks like crap uh -huh. so he pulls me aside he goes if you go outside with her i didn't see this why don't you buy it from her so i really? bought it from her for like 200 bucks really and that's how i got into seven string and ever since then it's been like pretty much my identity you know i've been playing guitar for 20 years up till that point and now all of a sudden i'm known as the seven string dude so i'm like cool you know but i i, I learned with the seven string obviously you get some really great heavy sounds of course mm -hmm. but i also learned you could play really cool clean stuff and i got to be friends with a jazz guitarist he unfortunately passed away a couple of years ago bucky pizzarelli 
and okay. he played he played seven string. He was one of the originators mm -hmm. of jazz seven string. Oh, really? So I brought my my Ibanez universe for him to play, mm -hmm. and he brought his the Benedetto his um Benedetto guitar. This thing that the neck was like a tree trunk, but he's like, you got to tune that thing to A, man. You got to tune that thing to A. You know, I have one of my guitars tuned okay. to A, but. But yeah, I mean, I just, I just love the way it feels. I love the way it sounds. It works for everything I do. Obviously, when I teach, I use a six, but I have a couple of students that are curious about seven, so I'll let them try it. So yeah. it's been, like I said, my identity for about twenty-three years now. Well, it's an interesting story. Um, that's great. Um, yeah, I, I, I just gotta say, I know you, you mentioned how inspiring it was to see Steve Vai play with white snake and um he's you know he's certainly an inspiring uh performer yeah. to watch i i saw a tour myself um I saw, yeah and that is the feeling that i had it was his uh tour was called um light his light tour um that's hmm. the whole name of it. it was many years ago but um, he had uh, some blues artists with him and uh Wow, that's a that's a great stage show. Really cool. Mm. Um, and White Snake too is this fantastic band where they just have so many terrific players. They have oh, yeah. through that band in and out of that. I mean, you know, you got the main core of it, and then um, a lot of guest players and things like that. They, yeah. I mean, they show up here and there, make guest appearances. Really great guys. I met a lot of them, but um. Uh but yeah, as far as the seventh string, I mean, how do you do it in your mind? Like, <laughs> almost, I mean, which no one's string ever asked me extra? that before. Is it an extra string or is it just your favorite string or how does that go? Can you put it anywhere? I, I, I don't mean, I'm not laughing at you. Please don't think that. <laughs> um, when I finally got one in my hands, I thought, okay, what's the best way to approach this? And there was actually an article with Steve Vai about it. And he said, don't look at it as a six string with a seven string. Look at it as a new piece of gear. He okay. said, it's like if you bought a typewriter and they added a second space bar for some reason, you learn how to integrate it. And that's what I did. I mean, I took chords that I knew on a six and I said, well, okay, well, let me add a bass note. And I get these really cool sounds out of it. Okay. And again, with the jazz stuff, you know, open up a world of possibilities. So I always keep, you ask me, what do I do in my mind? What I keep in mind is, you know, is what I'm doing on the seven translate really well, or does it sound like I'm forcing it? And oh, mm -hmm. if I feel like something's being forced, I stop. Okay. Because I want everything that I do really? to be natural. And, you know, there are a lot of guys that play seven string, eight string guitar now, nine string guitar. It's like the guys that play five and six string bass. Every song's in B, and I'm guilty of that. You know, every song was in B because it sounds really heavy. <laughs> and if you took that B away, it's like a crutch. So if they had to play a six string, would they get lost? So, but a lot of guys, they would, you know, it's like the meme on Facebook, you know, uh, five string bass solo, zero, one, zero, one, zero, one, you know, the dun, 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 like the Jaws theme. And I want to avoid that as much as possible. So I want to really expand my range on the guitar and hopefully somebody hears me and goes all right you can do more things i mean i'm not steve Vai, i'm not john petrucci but i think i hold my own and i want somebody to go i think i could do that too that's pretty cool so 
that's how I do it. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Well, I could hear that. Um, yeah, like I said, I, I've been listening to your songs. Um, and these albums are very enjoyable. Thank you. Yeah, um, I think that the songs are, are you know, they're well-constructed. Um, they're interesting to listen to. It shows a lot of skill um, in, in your playing. I mean, so to speak, you know, um, as far as um, good music goes. Oh, thank great, you. Yeah, good stuff, <laughs> definitely. So I'm just, for, you know, my uh, listeners on this podcast, I hope to get some attention to these these albums for you um they're available on itunes itunes yes and i i think there's actually nine you're seeing eight covers on right now and a ninth one on the way that's what i read yeah uh are they mostly singles or are they full albums well i have i should say i i have eight albums but four of them are pretty much out of print i didn't reproduce them or anything so what i did was you have the refurbished cover behind you uh during the lockdowns you know like everybody else you just kind of sat there and twiddled your thumbs so i thought well you know what i'm not going to remaster and re-release my old albums i figured i'll take a couple of songs from each and put them together on a little compilation and then i came across some live stuff and i'm like oh i forgot how good this sounded and mm -hmm. i just figured what the heck you know so if anybody's interested in like older stuff it's on refurbished uh as far as albums that are still in print as far as what you can get online um obviously mood swings which is the most recent cd the eighth album i put out a couple of years ago uh marblehead is still in print as far as downloads mm -hmm. um you know i forgot the name of my albums already <laughs> but uh yeah so the last four cds pretty much you can get online and then I released some singles here and there. Again, a couple of the songs like Smash the Past and Climbing the Walls were basically demos that were never finished. But I like the way they sounded. Again, during lockdowns, ah, what the hell, just throw them oh, out really? there and see what happens. Yeah, and I was fun to listen to. I, was, I like yeah, his I was Go Berserk. That was the that's one. The one. <laughs> oh, and uh, Layers of Time. Mm -hmm. Sorry, I, I'm losing it. I forgot my albums already. But, I <laughs> Yeah, so the last four CDs are in print as far as what you can download. I still have a couple of hard copies left of Mood Swings, but once they're gone, they're gone. Uh, I'm going to start work on my ninth album. I already did a song with T.C. Tolliver of the Plasmatics. He did one song just to get him in the studio because he's really busy. So with with my guys, Mike and Brian from the band Attacker, we've been rehearsing my songs since uh, December, November, December. We have one more song to work on. Actually, this Wednesday, it's a little ballad kind of thing. So once we get those songs really tight, we're going to hopefully start recording in May. Oh, neat. Well, that sounds great. Um, uh, and those guys that, that you're recording with, can you tell me something a little bit about them? Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, Mike, the drummer, Mike Sabatini, he started Sabatini. the band Attacker. Okay. Back in, in 83, 84. And I, I was a fan of the band already. And I'd seen them back in the day, you know, at a club called Studio One. And, and uh, I think I saw them once or twice. And I got to be friends with him many years later, you know, chat through social media. And never, ever once in my life did I think, wow, this guy's going to play my music. 
I, I you know, it's so, mm. to me, it just seems so far fetched. Mm -hmm. uh, back in 2020, you know, when everything were pretty much lifted, I had a drummer and the bass player that was supposed to be on the Mood Swings album or was going to be Mood Swings, I had a different title. And I asked Mike, hey, I'd love for you to produce and engineer my album. I'd love to. That's great. And I, I just wasn't working out with these guys. And I think I made a post on social media, you know, uh, I'm just not going to do it. I just don't think it's in me. And he called me. He goes, no, send me the songs. I'll play <laughs> on your album. I was like, are you serious? You know, and, wow. we, you know, so is that. So then when the album came out, it started selling and people were going, oh, you're going to do the live shows? Because I totally said, I'm not doing any more live shows. I'm done. But he said, ah, you know, my bass player, Brian, wants to help out. And I'm like, all right, we'll jam. And we got together. I'm like, wow, this sounds great. I'd be stupid not to play live with this. Mm -hmm. So we did two shows last year. We played an, a benefit concert for my friend Irene back in March last year. Mm -hmm. And then we played Metal Fest 7 in Teaneck. That was in July. And I said, you know what? I'm just going to leave it at that. We did two killer shows because with my luck, if I did a third show and it sucked, I'd be hating life right now. <laughs> so <laughs> two shows done. We're working on this album. Mike and Brian are working on their own album with their band Attacker. Uh, I think they have four or five songs together. You know, the singer's got lyrics and stuff like that. So, yeah, they're, Mike is really busy. I mean, he's helping engineer and produce other bands. Uh, he's helping me out. You know, he's helping a few other guitar players out. So he's, this is his life. You know, my life is I teach and I record. And, right. you know, when I, when I do play on stage, I pretend I'm a guitar god and then I go home. So it's really cool. <laughs> Neat. Um yeah, and, and the name, uh, can you tell us which store you are teaching at Yeah, for listeners uh, in your area? Yeah, yeah I, I, I live in Ramsey, New Jersey. I teach at Music and Arts. There's a store in Ramsey. Music and Arts is right by my house. And then there's another one in Paramus where I go on Thursdays. So I teach Monday, Tuesday right by me, Thursday in Paramus. The rest of the week I teach privately. As a matter of fact, after this, I'm going to do a lesson. Fortunately, the dude lives up the block from me, like a couple blocks away. I teach every day, you know, and I have between the two stores and private lessons, I have about 30 students. So it, I, it keeps me busy. Mm -hmm. And I love I love when my students challenge me. So it's really cool. Nice. Well, it's it's great to hear from you. Um, Thank you. One more thing I can ask you about is yeah. um, like you're, you've got some great sponsors i've heard or are you actual my actual question is do you go to now now <laughs> i uh, always want to say now but it's actually yeah i'm part of some people pronounce it now yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh the last time i was at Nam was in 2020 you know ibanez took care of me mm -hmm. and it was great to i hadn't been there since the california Nam 2014 and when i was there that was the first time i was at Nam. I oh, worked really? at a string comp. I worked at a string company that I won't mention, and okay, yeah, it was for business more than anything else. But I got to hobnob a little bit. But the cool thing about when I was there, I had I got my orange endorsement, which was really great. You know, because those are uh, fun amplifiers. I love them. I love them, and uh, I like how you, they vary in size, and then yeah. you can stack them. Well, yeah, I don't I know if you can see behind me. I don't know if you can see behind me, but uh, let me just do this. There, there you go. Are. Beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, 
So I went to Summer Nam 2015 in Nashville with another string company. They're out of business. But 2020, I, I, I got an email from Ivan. like, you're going to Nam. I was like, wow, okay. And I was going to go in 2021 like everybody else. But, of course, lockdowns happened and they weren't opening anything. So I hope to go. If I don't go this April, I want to go next January. I just love being there. I'm a kid in a candy store. You know, and I get to rub elbows with some people, it's and hopefully me, they're. Me too. You know. I end up at Nam. I don't know how, but yeah, I might be there. I might bump into you. So if you do, then great. Or if I happen to be in New Jersey, it's not impossible. I could catch possible. a show. <laughs> Sounds like fun. You never know. Well, um, anything more you want to tell us about your awesome uh, sponsors or? <laughs> okay. Uh, well, obviously, I've been, actually, uh, I wanted to wait till October to say this, but I guess I could just mention it now. October will be 20 years I'm, as I, I'm an Ibanez artist. So wow. that's pretty amazing. That's and really great. Thank you. Congratulations. This, thank you. Yeah. And this this past February 12th, I, I was an orange and artist for nine years. So that's pretty cool, too. Mm -hmm. I, have, I have GHS strings. I've been with them for, for quite a few years. Uh, I just signed on with a new a guitar cable company last year called Amp Turco out in Scranton. And they, you know, Anthony's great. You know, he really takes care of me and that's really awesome. And, and I pick guy, you know, they make signature picks for me with my picture on them. Actually, matter of fact, let me, uh, yeah, let me let's do see. this really quick. Yeah. So I like now I know that. I've arrived. Those are neat back, though. Yeah. <laughs> so I have that, you know, I, I have, uh, you know, a few other, few other endorsers those are my main ones so to speak and they're great they take great care of me you know once in a while we'll lobby emails back and forth hey everything cool you doing all right you know the guys at ibanez down in philly they're just like hey bring one of your guitars for a setup we'll take it to lunch oh yeah great you nice. know but uh, as far as anything else off the top of my head if people want to check me out they can go to stevebellowmusic.com that's my stevebellowmusic.com that's okay. my all-in-one website. Mm -hmm. I say that because you could buy my downloads there. Uh, you could see all my other socials, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, etc. And if you subscribe, you get a blog sent to your email directly before it gets posted. I don't spam. That's not my style. Mm. But I love to blog about, hey, rehearsal was great, or I got to do this cool gig. You know, I'm I'm 53, but I still feel like I'm 18. You know, my heart and my hair still say, "Now, nah, dude, you're 18. You still right. <laughs> you're still enthusiastic. You know, you're not old yet." So, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. <laughs> absolutely, forever young. Yeah, I love musicians' hearts like that. We're good like that. <laughs> That's how you know. Got a lot. The the love of music just keeps keeps on going. Yeah. Well, it was nice meeting you, Steve, and thank you, thank you for talking to me about, about your music. Um, thank you. I'm going to ask you one more question. I, I don't want to let you go. That's okay. It's all right. <laughs> because you're it's a teacher, right. and um, we, I think we got a, a little time. Um, yeah. What, what can you say about, about how you shred like that? Um, <laughs> I Because I've seen young people, and they... You know, sometimes young guitarists they don't really know how it's done, and they're saying, "I gotta get, I gotta be faster, I gotta be faster," um, and they don't know how to do it. And 
some of them try drugs or they try mm. something really crazy saying, you know, I know I can speed up. I can do this. What's the secret? Well, fortunately for, for everybody in the world, I don't do drugs. I don't do any of that stuff. I don't believe in it. Uh, if somebody does and it helps them more power to them, that's just not my bag. But you got me thinking back to when I was a kid learning guitar and I would hear Ingve Malmsteen and I'd be like, God, I got to be that fast. I got to be that fast. And it was so mm -hmm. frustrating. Yeah, like Malmsteen. It was so right. frustrating because, <laughs> yes. you know, you had tab books. I had a couple of instructional videos and I would sit there like, I'm just not getting it. Mm -hmm. And it was really upsetting. And then one day it clicked. No joke. The one day okay. I, I, I can't say it was a, a total overnight thing. Okay. But I learned, you know, it's the little things. It's the cliche, but it's true. It's the little things that matter. I mean, if I, if I have my, I, my guitars right over there, but I'm not going to bore you to death. Mm -hmm. But if I was to show you like what I show my students that want to learn, you know, kind of speedy playing, even if it's like a bluesy thing, like Zach Wilde kind of stuff, I'll just say, all right, the less you do, the bigger the impact. And at first their brains are like, we don't get it. And I, I said, I was the same way. Okay. I, used to, I would watch Yngwie just fly up and down the fretboard. I'm like, oh my God, you know? So you're staring. And I realized, I realized he's not doing a lot. Yeah. It's not a put down. It's just, he's doing the bare essentials and that's what makes it click. And I learned, you know, if you have a good marriage of the two hands and you really pace yourself, and you get every note right. And I know I sound now, now I'm in teacher mode. Sorry. But, uh, you know, it'll come together. And, and just like with anything else, it takes time. It's, you know, so I, I see a yeah. lot of prodigies on YouTube and, and uh, Instagram. And I'm just like, oh, my God, I wish I was that good when I was 10. But they have YouTube. Well, you know, life have, is like that. I mean, yeah. if, if it's something you want to do later in life, when you were younger, you didn't know, but things in life, they get in the way sometimes. But yeah. I like what you said about just working at it, being persistent. Don't, you know, don't, don't give up on it. You can sit and stare at tabs as, for as many hours as it takes before yeah. you finally get a click and can move forward with that Yeah. progress. Yeah, because I mean, again, thinking back to being a teenager, I would watch other guys locally and just they would just burn. And I'm like, I'm not that good. And it was very upsetting. And, and I, I, I'm self-taught. I never went for lessons mm -hmm. in my life. And I think when I finally let go and said, you know what, maybe I'm just not meant to be this kind of guitar player. That's when it that's when it hit me like, OK, now you're going to do it. And it's uh, it took me a long time. You know, I, I know when people hear me play, they go, oh, my God, you're this, you're that, which is great to hear. But I really worked hard on my technique. I wasn't born a prodigy. I'm not Mozart, you know, and well, you I had to really work at it. And still, life, you know, might, might, might slow you down just a bit. And, you know, I've kept at it. That's what I tell my students. That's my advice to anybody. But, just but keep I like at this. it. It's not like you go to a music store purchase a guitar, take it home and expect that, that a miracle happens and God yes. instantaneously <laughs> gives you the power yes. to perform this on stage, you know, this mm -hmm. track. But if you have it in your mind or if you really think you can do it, you might have to work harder than you 
imagined in the first yes. <laughs> it could take years and years it's yeah it did yeah it did. it's not like i just know when i step on stage it's gonna come out this trash yes <laughs> you have to really prepare yourself yeah and mm -hmm. uh, practice performing a little bit at a time that's really it yeah and can everybody do it what do you, if they have a desire, do you think anybody can shred? Well, I want to say if it's in you, you'll do it. But that's that's like me saying, oh, I think I could play basketball because I'm five foot ten and a half. I am not coordinated for sports. Mm -hmm. So, you know, that's kind of my strange analogy. I've, I've actually had some students say, you know what, I would love to play these speedy runs, you know, I want to learn eruption by Van Halen, of course, or heartbreaker by Led Zeppelin, that solo. And I'll say, okay, well, here's how you do it. And they're just like, God, you make it look so easy. I'm like, I've been doing this for a hundred years, but I tell them again, you have to remember I was in your shoes. I was the one that sat there staring at the towel. You're going, I'll never get this. I'll just never get this. Mm -hmm. And once you got, once I got out of my own way, it all came to me. The door, that floodgate opened. Like, okay, now you're gonna be the shred dude. So, <laughs> good, good. Well, I, um, I like what what you teach, and I like your your songs and your, your you. records. And uh, you know, I hope that you're able to keep on uh, performing with uh, your band. And uh, we'll see. You know, we'll see. Right now, the most important thing is getting the album together. Uh, if we do a show this year, it might be a CD release party, but probably not until the fall. We'll see. We're just going to totally fun. play it by ear. And I haven't been to the East Coast in a very long time, like hmm. 25 years. Or really? Wow. But who knows? <laughs> again, you never the, know. On the East Coast again. Well, I thank you. Thank you. Um, and, um, I, I, you know, uh, I'm definitely look forward to hear more of your your songs. So great, um, great. send this interview along, and uh, hopefully, maybe people will want to listen, and you can share it. That'd be great. You know, I mean, I, I obviously we follow each other on Twitter, but uh, maybe I don't know about Facebook or Instagram or anything like that. We could just tag each other, and that's the yeah. world we live in now. And I think you had <laughs> encouraged me too to get more Facebook pages, Twitter pages, and you know, it's it's good. Yeah. So, so I like social media for that reason. You can really. Uh, just catch a lot of people that you yeah. normally wouldn't um, be able to meet or reach out to. So it's fine. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, Steve. Well, Alrighty. I hope to hear from you. Thank you so and, much. I uh, wish you Thank best you. of luck. Thanks so much. Thank you. Take care. Take care.